0: I've been having mostly like pro skaters on my podcast.
1: All the skaters will be introduced to me. (laughs) That's
0: right. Hell yeah. That's like for me, like that's I firmly believe in having multiple audiences. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but or at least the people you've been around. But I know like for a while, some of the people that I was around, they were so like, oh, no, just keep catering to this audience only. Like, grow this audience. Don't do other stuff. Don't do these other things because they're not going to be interested. Yeah. But I've always been like, fuck that. Like, I'd rather have a bunch of small pockets of audiences across various platforms of various interests, yeah. Than just to have just only one. Not just because I think it's cool, but because I have a lot of interests. Yeah. So like, if I have a lot of interests, why shouldn't I explore those other interests and tap into them?
1: Exactly. It's
0: like I remember one time someone's like, "Oh, you're a gimmicky artist." I was like gimmicky bro like all the shit that i'm into and the things that i'm doing that doesn't seem super hip-hop to you is like shit that i actually like yeah like, like that's sincere to who i am
1: yeah what are
0: you talking about so like yeah um I, I think it's great like for you to even be open-minded to like that that too like oh yeah like yeah i would like to be in front of skaters i'd be like fuck yeah yeah why the hell would you not
1: and that's the same criticism that i faced and and am still facing about my new album so i dropped my album uh, two weeks ago sometimes i like to sing and It's the same thing. I have my fans complaining about, not, not, I don't even want to call them my fans. I have people who used to be fans who want me to stay in the box that I was in when they found me. Right. But like you, I am an artist and I'm going to do what I want. I don't care if it's gimmicky. I don't care if it's fake. I don't care if it's it's whatever they want to, yeah, whatever they want to call it. Right. You could call it whatever you want to call it. (laughs) It's, to me, it's my art. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's an that, extension of you. Yes. And it feels good just being true to yourself. hundred percent. You know, like yeah. it, it and, and I've and I've I've been introduced to that way of just doing what the people like all the time. And I know what most of my audience wants to hear from me and they want to hear gangster rap. And I like doing gangster rap, too. And believe me, I have a yeah. lot more gangster rap. coming, But that's not I'm not just a gangster rapper yeah. anymore. You know, I'm I've. I've done a lot with my life and with my career and i'm also fucking 10 years in the game you know i'm not a broke little teenager running the streets sniffing meth you know i'm like a grown woman businesswoman respected around the world and i'm doing a lot and i just don't want to be in that box it feels good not being in that box right Right.
0: yeah 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 for (laughs) sure like when you start getting pigeonholed whether it's because people are telling you hey only do this or because you start feeding into Like, social media can do that to you, too. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, this is, if I do this type of song or this type of post, people are not resonating, so I should not do those. I should do these. Uh So sometimes it could be people telling you, only do this, or you get, like, on your own, oh, fuck, I got to keep my numbers up.
1: Absolutely.
0: When that starts to happen, I feel like you start to lose joy over the art because now it's, like, a duty to continue only this type of content that you like it that you like, but it yeah. it's not fun when it's only that. I mean that's yeah. for me. That's how I feel.
1: That's exactly how I feel and I, I like got the chills right now with you saying that because it's just such a, a battle for artists and it's hard to do what you want when the numbers might say something else, you know, and and just yesterday I posted a tweet and I said I wanna apologize to myself for all the times that I disliked what I created after seeing how people reacted to it and it wasn't the way I wanted them to react or something like that. Like So, basically so, so
0: s- people didn't react to it and you started to dislike your own art because yes. it wasn't, well received
1: because then because it wasn't received because the people didn't appreciate it like i thought they should have or would have and so then i didn't like it and i doubted it and i didn't want to do that anymore even though i did you know and that's been a a, yeah you psyched
0: yourself out pretty much yeah Yeah. and
1: now i'm just like you know what i'm creating because it feels good i'm creating because this is relieving the stress i'm creating because i'm an artist you know and and that's at the end of the day what makes me happy that's why i left mcdonald's that's why i left the home depot you know i don't want to hate my job i want to love what i'm doing and and if i'm just only doing what the numbers say all the time in the pigeonhole it feels like
0: a chore i'm just trying to have fun i'm just trying to create and i see that in you yeah and, and i respect the fuck out of that Thank you. Um, and I'm happy to see that like you are what it looks like from from, you know, my perspective, it looks like you're having fun and enjoying the art you're creating. Yeah. And the life you're living. And I think yeah. from what I've seen, you definitely deserve that.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: I've I met you. Let me see. Damn by the way we haven't even done a fucking intro yet just because we started talking and i felt like there was like momentum there and i didn't even yeah. want to stop it i was like oh, let's just go where it goes but yeah. let me just real quick what's popping everybody <laughs> yo it's the hyphen it welcome back to another episode of the doubt me podcast today's special guest is an incredible rapper artist business entrepreneur overall dope person that just keeps killing it in everything that she does today's special guest reverie.
1: Thank you. What's up. (laughs) My (laughs) new album's out now.
0: (laughs) Yes. And sometimes
1: I like to sing (laughs) new album. Sometimes I like
0: to sing available on all music platforms. Mm -hmm. Check that out. And, uh, it's dope. It's dope. It it has a lot of heavy content that we're going to talk about too. Okay, cool. Um, but, uh, I actually want to go into kind of when I met you. Yeah. So, um,
1: I think it was like almost 10 years ago, right?
0: Mm, I think it was closer what to was 2014. It?
1: Okay, okay. 2014,
0: 2015.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was before. But uh, still, that's a long time yeah, still, ago. It's been a while, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember how I came across you, but I remember we did link up and uh, I was like barely, barely trying to come out. So uh, mm-hmm. you already had some following mm-hmm. and you were doing shows and I forgot how we got in contact, but you ended up, you know, like as as most people do, which I think, the, the, like I don't shit on the pay to play concept or mm-hmm. like the you know pay to open for another artist. Like I've heard people talking about. I don't give a fuck. If you don't have a following, why the fuck would you not do that?
1: Yeah. So it's an investment.
0: It's a, yeah, a hundred percent. That's
1: why you kept going, and other people just fell off because people don't want to invest in their craft. They want everything handed to them. They want overnight success, or they want to blow up in two years. Like people don't understand that it takes. Like a decade for people to start being successful. Facts. Like, there's like few people that are going to go viral, but you're not going to be that person. You know, majority, like, the majority that, of overnight successes
0: yeah. <laughs> are ten years in the making. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's what I'm. That's what I've learned. Being in the game for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to but but so you did hard. start
0: having success quite a while back, uh, at least at some level. But obviously, where you're at now is yeah. exponentially greater. Yeah. Um. But at the time, uh, I had a buzz. You already had a buzz. Yeah. You had a, some following, and you were able to get people to come out to see you perform in different cities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I ended up, uh, paying to be on, to open up for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there was a show that you did in, I forgot what city it was like Pomona or something like that. And, I remember seeing you... And I. And by the way, I, I've always kind of been like this too. Like I'm very hands-on and I do everything that needs to get done to make it the best that it can be. And I, I, I'll humble myself if I have to do like the the, the whack shit on yeah. top of the cool shit. But I saw you who already had a buzz cleaning the restrooms before you even... It was your show. You were the headliner. Yeah. And I saw you were like picking up the, the trash or people, you know, mm-hmm. and it, there were a lot of people. You, you had probably like... 50 to 75 people uh-huh. Which is Which is a good amount At that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you were like Clean I saw you Clean the bathroom Picking shit up uh-huh. And I was like Yo Like That right there That's that hustle That That's that like I, I, I'm gonna grind and, and make this shit happen Like that I, I, I wanna be around Like yeah. That's That's like My mindset And like I saw that in you And like From that moment Like Just instant respect And I didn't even Really know you much I think I had met you Like once or twice before Yeah but i was like i was she better fucking get everything that she wants because she deserves it just off that alone yeah because like a lot of other people are like no i'm too cool for that yeah or like nah fuck but nah you were and you were gonna go perform yeah. you're the headliner and you're right in front of people by the way it wasn't like you were hiding <laughs> like you were like doing all the shit that you have to do picking up after people blah blah yeah. blah. and then you were like hosting but then also too like trying to you know keep things organized and then you went and then you rocked the show at the end
1: yeah but
0: i was just like Mad respect. That was that was a beautiful thing for me to see in someone, especially in this very egotistical game. Mm-hmm. So I just, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool it's,
1: it's crazy even just remembering that honestly because. Back then, when I was booking those tours, like you said, I was doing everything myself. I was cleaning the restroom by myself. I was booking the DJ. I was booking the acts. I was printing the tickets. I was making the street teams. I was putting my set together. I bought the equipment for the sound. I hired the DJ. I hired the person at the door collecting the money. I had my merch booth. I did every single thing. And the reason I started doing that was because nobody was booking me. And I saw other artists going on tour and I always thought to myself, how come nobody invites me on tour? I'm so dope. Like, you know, back then when you feel entitled when you first start yeah, yeah. off, you think. But, like, I mean,
0: th- th- I think there's a there that can be a double edged sword. But I feel yeah. like there's it's a there's a healthy aspect to that. You should think you're dope.
1: You should think you're dope. Yeah. But but I guess when you're first starting, you, you, you think that your dopeness.
0: You're entitled to have to get. Yes. Like, and
1: that's where I was back yeah. then, you know, and I was like, why didn't it anybody- be? book me i'm so dope i have bars and i'm better than this person and and then it just i don't remember what the mo- exact moment was but i just remember that one day it clicked in my head and i just thought to myself oh shit if i don't do this myself no one's ever gonna do it for me and that was when i started booking my own tours and i don't know if you remember but some of those shows were at like dance studios or like yeah. ballet studios that, or like that one yoga actually studios. was at a,
0: as a dance studio the one yeah. i'm talking about so yeah.
1: you know people i didn't Actually, have money I, to rent a venue i
0: did another one with you uh around the same time frame near san diego oceanside or something like that also at a dance studio okay and there were like six people that showed up <laughs> it, it was it was dead as fuck
1: i think i know what you were talking about but, it wasn't san diego it was like
0: or it was somewhere on the way but to it, was, san diego. it was it was around there it oh, was i forgot far. the
1: city yeah <laughs> i was so embarrassed in that show i was like damn and like, no, but like it was <laughs> yeah there's probably like I think there was like 15 people at that show, but that was bad for me back then. I was humiliated.
0: Uh, yeah. But I think, I think it was a little less than 15 to be honest. <laughs> maybe it was 15 uh,
1: because of the other rappers that were performing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe, yeah. Maybe them and their homies <laughs> that went with them in the oh car, my God. but, but like, that's not, that's not a knock. That's yeah. not shade. That's, yeah. that's like,
1: it's part that's of history. respect. Yeah. Cause like
0: that happens. Yeah. And for you to take that and be like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. We're going to keep going yeah we, i per, i still performed you still performed mm-hmm. we performed like if there were a thousand people there yeah um and like you me and whoever else was on the show mm-hmm. no one was like man fuck this shit yeah and because uh, i firmly believe in the same like i feel like you and me have a very similar mindset so I, like mm-hmm. i connected with that i was like nah like we, we're gonna give these people that came out whatever we can and uh but like for for i, I experienced mm-hmm. that show to see you like how far you've come uh it's, it's a beautiful thing to see for Thank you because uh you. i i don't know like i it's it's crazy within like our cali socal la environment i kind of always say to myself i kind of never really connected too much with the actual hip-hop scene myself um i kind of just i love making music i make music but i just i never really fit the crowds um and i never really cared to to be honest um yeah. but i've always like enjoyed your vibe when i was around you Thank and you. uh the reason i kind of kept, kept myself from, uh, away from a lot of the scene is because the majority of the people that i would end up being around were grimy yeah or full of shit yeah. or would take advantage of people or just try to get something out of someone and then leave them hi- high and dry yeah i never got that vibe from you you mm-hmm. always seem like a genuine person and i remember like i fir- one time we were talking like this was also years ago and i'm sure it still happens now especially now with bigger numbers but like uh we were talking about just like um people hating on you and shitting on you on social media
1: oh my god and, and yeah, i was, it still and, happens.
0: Yeah, and, and i was like i don't fucking get it like yeah. like i okay the people like i get it now some people just want to fucking want attention yeah but at the time i was like who the fuck is gonna hate on you like i've been around you like you you don't i, I I've, I've never heard of you actually being grimy in in the industry or with, with yeah. people or whatever so i was like she's actually probably one of the more Again, not even really knowing you too much, but knowing you enough, I'm like, she's actually probably one of the more sincere humans that (laughs) raps. Yeah, so I'm like, what, what the fuck are people talking about? Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting being an online presence, and it's interesting too, like when people meet me and them getting to separate me as a person and me as an artist slash entertainer. You know, because who I am in my real life or when I'm on a podcast, when I'm being really me, it's a completely, I mean, it's not a completely different person, but it's, I always tell people that because when people meet me a lot of times, they're like, Oh, you're so nice. On in real life. I thought you're going to be mean or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's not that I'm lying about who I am online, but sometimes I show certain sides of me more because people like those sides more. And again, it goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning about, what the numbers say. But recently now, within the past few months, I just don't really want to do that anymore. I don't really care about what the numbers say. Yeah. I'm really, really starting not to care about what the numbers say. And that's including even like for who I am and what I'm doing. Like, for example, people love when I do gangster rap, right? Right. But online, when I'm not rapping, they love when I talk shit. They love when I'm aggressive. Mm. They love when I'm like, you know, fuck. fuck. this, fuck. Yeah, yeah blah, blah, fuck blah. Like, And I'm just like, don't get me wrong, that's a part of me, yeah. you know, but it's not like the dominant part of me right. anymore. And I feel like I kept doing that for so long because you gotta give people what they want, right? You know, but now I'm sh- like, no, actually, I think I want to give me what I want, yeah. You know, so I'm not doing. I don't know if people have noticed, but I'm not like doing so much aggressive stuff anymore because it's just not really my thing yeah. anymore, you
0: know. And you know, it just made me think of um, was that Cat Williams stand up special that comedy? Uh, he he was talking about like. You can't be gangster all the time. It's like, you be gangster at breakfast. You be eating <laughs> cereal, being gangster, you know. So, but like with social media, they fucking expect <laughs> that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you eating cereal, being gangster, Kids homie. Be eating like, breakfast? That's <laughs> like, amazing. It's like what the fuck? Like, yes. chill out. It's not always like that. Chill the fuck out. Like, you don't like people expect just one version of you, and they want it all the time. And if they don't get it, somehow you're fake. It's like what? Yeah. Like no, like we're fucking humans. We're we have different moments, different moods, and like with i feel like gangster rap from the 90s as much as i love gangster rap a lot of it i think contributed to a false like like a misconception and and i think like so many of these like gangster rappers tried to portray that that was their life 24 7 that like it like subliminally made everyone believe that like everything you say in your record at all times is always who you are and there's nothing more or nothing less and it's like, yo, you guys who ever watch fucking movies or TV shows? Like, you know, some of this <laughs> shit gets amplified, right? Like sometimes yes. sometimes like, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. Yes. In pro wrestling, they talk uh-huh. about like Stone Cold Steve Austin, talk about like uh-huh. characters, and the ones that really make it are the ones that they are an extension of who they are, but yeah. they amplify it. Yeah. To make it more entertaining, more yeah. charismatic. And I feel like in music, that's what especially in hip hop, mm-hmm. there's a part of us that's like the the more aggressive, the battle, the fuck this, fuck yeah. that. But then like of course a lot of it's just fucking amplified yeah. and i think the audience kind of needs to l- learn or know that like yo it we we, uh, we up shit up a little bit for the music
1: yeah it's entertainment yeah it's art but it's also the entertainment yeah. industry
0: and if it, you're smart yeah
1: which you know obviously we're strategic about things we do sometimes you gotta add a little bit of entertainment in there yeah you know, it's, it's you just, know spice you it up just, a little <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you said you were doing that for a while like where you were like oh like let me continue doing this more aggressive more more this more that mm-hmm. um like did did you ever feel like you were either that aspect or another aspect did you ever feel like you were losing your own identity because you were trying to feed into it um and if so like how far did it go or did you just just get like you just did it but you still didn't lose your identity like you just did it to do it because sometimes people what i okay real quick sometimes i've noticed especially in the youtube world a lot of these vloggers they their personality that they do on vlogs is very different than who they are in person oh yeah and, and they do it all the time but then they end up falling into it where it almost ends up becoming who they are but that's not really who they are they like get lost in their own fucking mask
1: yeah so it's like
0: did did it ever get that far for you or was it just like no i'm still me but i'm gonna give them this even though i don't want to
1: i feel like it was probably a bit of both um i feel like that's a that's a shitty question to answer because, um, you know, I've heard other artists say what I'm about to say and a lot of people, when they don't like my gangster rap, they like my depressing rap. You know, they like when I talk about heartbreak, they mm-hmm. like when I talk about my drug problems, they like when I talk about depression and I feel like sometimes I have like, I don't know if it's like, choice or just what i was going through in life but i feel like i kind of i have a trouble letting go of that side sometimes because i feel like oh i sound better when i'm depressed or Mm. i sound better when i'm on drugs or i sound better when i'm whatever it is you know and and um that's really dangerous yeah you know and i and i've heard so many artists talk about that like oh what if i'm whack when i'm happy you know like that's yeah. fucking sad um, yeah. that's a sad thought but a lot yeah. of artists have that thought i've heard so many artists say that um and so that's another reason why i don't do just gangster rap anymore because i just don't want to be a gangster anymore you know like i left that life so that i didn't have to deal with all the crazy shit that comes with being a real life gangster, you know, like, and so I guess the the reason I say it's, it's shitty to answer that is because when I say it out loud and, and I guess it just makes me feel like, kind of like I'm selling myself short for my art, but I guess like my art is everything. So I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird little, yeah. Or a I, little pigeonhole I'm in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's like how they say like life imitates art, art imitates life sometimes. Like sometimes like I feel the art can push you to be like more than you feel that you actually are, or more than you need to be. Like I've seen kind of not not you, but like I've seen other artists kind of in that direction, but where they then feed into that personality because it gets clicks and then like so essentially like i've seen a lot of people take advantage of like the like a lot of emotional music because we know like, for sure there are a lot of people that are, that go through hard times and that's something that's very relatable so emotional music does connect with people more and there's a lot of beautiful art comes from pain yeah but then i've seen like a lot of these like artists that are not really emo yeah but they fucking try to like ride that wave yeah unfortunately um and like that shit's that like to me i'm like yo like now you're not being genuine like now yeah. now you're just fucking capitalizing on this that you're you're fake emo yeah. you know like you're not even you're just trying to you want but you're putting out music that's almost like making other people be sad yeah so you can make money off of their sadness
1: yeah absolutely it's just crazy you know what i will say that uh so my album sometimes i like to sing it's an album about love and I will say that the last year as I've been completing it and, and releasing it, it was very intense. It was very intense to make an album about love and it, it just brought out a lot of different emotions and um, it was just intense releasing how, how so? and creating. I,
0: intense, like, okay, talking about love in a positive way or negative way or like, what do you mean?
1: I guess like both. Okay. Like the album has a lot of heartbreak and it also has a lot of love on it. And so.
0: But the, but the love, which seems to be more of a positive thing, that was intense?
1: yes <laughs> why because I feel like love is intense and yeah. I and I I was it
0: hard to be like vulnerable in a positive way that way or like what what, what was the intense part where like like because like heart, heartbreak and the negative love stuff is always intense for sure um because y- you have to like really make yourself vulnerable to express and feel you know write those emotions as you write and you know go back into that but like with with the the love part when there's more of an upside like how how was that intense
1: um
0: was it something you weren't used to and that's what made it like
1: i think it's just something that i wasn't used to um and i i i i did i did have deep feelings for someone as i was as i was finishing this album okay okay and uh
0: so, so it was about love that you were actually experiencing?
1: Yeah, and I feel okay, like okay. the album just like amplified it, and oh, okay. and it just didn't end up working out. And so then... So, so the
0: love song, not the heartbreak songs, but the love songs were about a love you had while you were creating?
1: Something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... And it just... You know, just things don't work out sometimes. And yeah. so just dealing with that whole thing this last yeah. year of also okay. making this album
0: well, so I, I can see now the, the, where the intense part comes like if that's like <laughs> yeah. it's because sometimes we write songs that are, like we're not even really in the moment yeah. of but yeah if you are experiencing a lot of what you're writing while you're writing it like i struggle with that i struggle yeah. with writing while i'm in the emotions unless it's anger
1: mm-hmm. but like
0: like good shit or things that of like that, like I can't. I usually have to wait for something to finish or be later before I can write it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, you
1: but know what? This is the first album that I've like dropped like that. Like this is like the first album that I've had actually real love songs. Like yeah. I've, ha- I've written love songs before, but they were not. It wasn't in a good relationship, you know, and or they were like about a toxic love yeah. or like you know. And this this album, it's wasn't like that. You know? But the
0: heartbreak parts of this album was about the toxic relationships? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: Which is not the same.
0: So like the, these two, the heartbreak and the love, these are all like different situations. Yes. I mean, different people, different. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. So
1: it's just very intense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're like revisiting <laughs> a lot of old shit yeah. or things and then you're experiencing something fresh and new while writing and creating about it. Yeah. And then you said it didn't work out no did it not work out while you were finishing or yes okay oh shit okay okay. then definitely fucking crazy intense yeah if you're writing about something you're enjoying and then you're like holy shit what the fuck just happened yeah and then you have to finish this project
1: so that's like basically what happens i was like basically like super heartbroken as i was like rolling out this album wow yeah but not in like a crazy toxic way you know but just no, i mean heartbreaks you know, hurt just, yeah heartbreaks fucking hurt yeah but it wasn't like a crazy yeah, yeah. nasty end you know yeah. yeah but you know yeah it's been it's, so that was like kind of weird too <laughs> rolling
0: it out. damn and so and so and you just dropped it so this yeah. is still fresh to you okay yeah because you're it still hurts yeah know, for <laughs> sure i mean heartbreaks take a while like mm-hmm. like I tell people when they are going through it I'm like real shit heartbreaks are damn near as painful as losing someone yeah but it doesn't last as long yeah you just have to let it do what it do its thing yeah like the only way like the cliche of time heals all is a cliche for a reason it's true, it's true. it it is time and you will get past it but fuck it hurts yeah it hurts like a motherfucker until yeah. until you start getting better
1: yeah and I've been having to like do all these interviews and all these things and yeah. it's like, oh shit. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's cool. I'm I'm good.
0: The project came out. You have a lot of singing on it.
1: I have a lot of singing. And you're saying on
0: it. that people have been kind of like pushing back because there's so much singing. Yeah. Hearing you talk, you seem to be like, fuck that, I'm gonna do whatever I want I'm, I'm gonna do. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing moving forward, there's still gonna be some singing and you're still gonna keep grinding, yeah. creating, fuck all that shit, right? For sure.
1: Absolutely. That's good. Like I have I just dropped a dubstep song as well with oh, doctor. Yeah. And I have, so I'm doing more. Wait,
0: that dropped separate from this project.
1: It was a, it was a couple months before the project. Yeah. Oh, okay, but okay. it's doing really well on the dope. streaming. And, um, well, I gonna have to peep
0: that out. I haven't heard that one.
1: Yeah, it's super dope. Sick. It's super dope. Um, so I'm like breaking more into the EDM world right now as well. You know well. what?
0: Okay. You and me collaborated and mm-hmm. we did a song in 2015, mm-hmm. I think it was, called What Do You Do? When we finished shooting that music video, we were walking out and I was working on an EDM track and you were telling me that you wanted to do something with an EDM track. But you were not at that point, you were like, but I don't know if I should. I don't know if this is going to hurt me. Yeah. Did you ever do anything at that time period? Did anything ever come out during that time? It didn't. didn't.
1: It didn't for years. And then I finally dropped one EDM track. My first one was with this dope DJ duo, these sisters called Nervo. and they perform at like all the biggest festivals and shit you know like they're super you know and and so So, so that came out when that was like uh i want to say like three four years ago and then now i just dropped my song with sub doctor and then i'm gonna be dropping more i don't want i don't know if i should talk about them yet but uh so i won't say like with who but there i'm gonna be dropping songs with some really big artists in the edm world yeah so just like what you said just do it what i want yeah you know and like you i love how you said you'd rather have like little audiences in all kinds of areas than just one that you're gonna make you stay in your pigeonhole you yeah. know like that time too i love edm I used, i've yeah. been going to rave since i was like 18 yeah, you know and <laughs> and like, yeah right i i love that world and i'm so happy to be breaking into that seymour and yeah i just for so long i worried about the numbers, and you know what? Another reason that I worried about the numbers was, I mean, number one, I think that for a lot of people, it really is just to feed your ego, you know. For sure. Yeah. So, um, but also besides that, obviously the money. Yeah. You know, it's a correlation. For sure. So, it's like, do I want to just make gangster rap music and blow up really fast and get super rich and famous and then I can or do whatever I want? Or for a
0: longer period of time.
1: Exactly. And then it's like, it's a slower, it's a slower slope, you know, and, and I'm doing good financially. But um, I just decided that money is not the only objective. Yeah. Like, especially making, the more money I make, the more I realize that. I'm like, I want to love what i'm doing you know Mm. and i can't love every single thing that i'm doing so at least i want to love the art that i'm making you know right and that's that's so that's what i'm gonna keep doing i'm definitely gonna keep singing my next album is gonna have a it's gonna be a crazy album like it has like so many tracks on it like my my album that i just dropped i think i had uh 20 had 20 tracks and i think there's like 15 songs on it and there's like a bunch of skits but the next album that i'm gonna drop it's like I don't know how many songs are on there, like thirty or something shit. crazy, and it's like all kinds of beats, and but it's mostly like rap,
0: yeah,
1: rap shit, like hard rap shit. Yeah, so I'm excited to get that's back sick. to that too. Like I'm never gonna leave like gangster rap. Like yeah. I'm from LA. Like come on, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, no, that's dope. Um, it's crazy. Like having this conversation with you, seeing like where you're at now, not just like success wise, but like mentally. Mm-hmm and it's just it's trippy like holy shit i experienced with you some of these things even though i wasn't around you much i was just around you here and there yeah but like to see the going from the empty show then to the the other show where you're cleaning bathrooms (laughs) to the conversation we had about you wanting to do edm and then you never did anything at that time period for years Mm -hmm. and like to see like oh like right there's like i experienced you holding yourself back from mm. a type of content but like to now see like this like free reverie
1: yeah it's, it's
0: awesome it's thank awesome you. i'm i've been happy for your success that i've as i've seen it grow and like i'm happy for your soul right now
1: thank you i appreciate that yeah it, it feels really good that is a good descriptor the free reverie that's yeah. really how i feel because to be honest with you when i was Basically, this album was supposed to come out one year ago, okay? Everything was recorded one whole year ago. Yeah. But everything just takes so much longer now and costs so much more money now and takes so much more effort and time now. It's not like before when I met you, I would just record a mixtape in two months and throw it out with one week of promotion. Right. You know? Like, that's absolutely never going to happen again. I I can't anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: It costs
1: way too much money to do that now. (laughs) Like, you know? So- so anyways uh this last year that i was working on completing the album and working on the rollout plan and and all that good stuff i really had an internal battle about staying the free reverie and doing what i wanted to do or i was going back to just making gangster rap and,
0: and what why was that why did you start having the dilemma again
1: because I mean it's been a dilemma the past like few years, I would say, yeah when when I first started really straying away from my old town and because well, I mean, I guess just sometimes my team and I have different opinions on what I should be doing mm-hmm. because. Like I said, I'm always like, oh, I just want, I'm just like an artist. Like, oh, I'm just going to paint this picture. Everyone's going to love it. And if they don't love it, then fuck them, you know? And that's a nice thought, but it's not really like a good business module sometimes, right. you know? And sometimes my team's like, no, like you're tripping. Nobody wants to hear you do this. Right. They don't, like, they, when they, they they don't see like when you sing. They want to see wear.
0: success continue. Exactly. And not jeopardize. Exactly. So it's not that they are saying, fuck what you think, but yeah. it's like, hey, like our 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 role is to help keep things going. <laughs> yeah.
1: And here I am, like, being the dreamer audience. Yeah, yeah. and, and and so sometimes we, we just, um, I just have this different perspective that I'm hearing from my team, which is true. It right. is true what they're saying. But um, so sometimes that's why, I, especially, like, after wrapping up this project, like, a lot of people around me were just saying, like, you can't do this anymore after this project. Like, you should go back to doing what the numbers say. We have to do what's gonna make us the most money. We have to do what's gonna make us the most numbers. And and so I, I was just going back and forth between that for fucking, honestly, for from this whole last year. How many year, people are on your team? I mean, just a handful, but everyone has an important role. right? You know, and this is, it's just everybody
0: right everybody so like but you're you're the you're the head of the machine i'm the head of the machine so the you're the, there's, you're you're you've created a machine that supplies for others yes. that are part of the team so for sure like of course like and it's not like you know that they're against you but yeah like they there there's also an interest for themselves not yeah. saying that they they're saying fuck reverie but like you know yeah. for sure like they 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 got you. You have to also be cognizant and, and at least conscious of enough that like uh, I gotta make sure that that they're happy too,
1: because exactly. they help
0: you execute you
1: exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: but yeah, it, it, there is a there is a balance that I that yeah. I don't know if you found it yet or if you're still working on it. But I think there's definitely a balance that needs to be found, and if if you are the I guess the source. If you're the power source that brings in the revenue, brings in the, you know, opportunities, the et cetera, I think it's still important for you to still be happy too. Yeah. As much as like let's say hypothetically, you could do all this for them because you can do only this music that's gonna blow all you guys up more. Um, I think there's a balance for for the whole team. is like how do we keep you happy while also feeding the machine in this direction. And that's it's hard when you have multiple people. Yeah, Like it is tough because you can't just think you only, but then, but you also have to think you as well.
1: Yeah, it's really hard because I have a lot of staff now. You yeah. know, not have people that I'm paying every single week. And then even just the people that I don't pay every single week, I have other people that are making money off the money I'm making, you right. know? And so, yeah, it's not, like arts and crafts anymore you know like it's like people's livelihoods are depending on me setting everything up for us all to get paid you know like i have people working full time for me you know so um so any so so that that with that being said that's why i had that internal battle the last year you feel pressure from that i definitely feel pressure from it but i would say it's a good healthy pressure i oh, would okay. say that's it gives cool. me it gives me more purpose it gives me more drive that's it gives cool. me more responsibility i wouldn't say that it's a pressure like oh my god i feel like too much you know mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. definitely like a like a comforting yeah pressure no, I, I feel yeah. you
0: they're definitely good pressures they help you execute mm-hmm. and create and make and go yeah um and do that, that's that's dope yeah um, but then
1: when i turned in my album when it was like Literally, like, just turned in, um, my, my, the the label that I'm using for distribution, Alpha Pup. I'm working with um, Daddy Kev, and when he heard the project, he was just like, "Wow, Reverie! Like, this is some of your best work, hands down." Like, I've Sick. I was hoping I've been listening to you for years. He you knows like all my catalog and, um. I'm using Alpha Pup for all my distribution now. And he was just like, I' I've always hoped that you were gonna go this direction. And so oh. it's cool to like finally see that. Yeah. He's like you're you're breaking into a whole nother world right now. And he kinda said what, what we've been talking about. He's like there's that way to just do what's promised and just do what you know the numbers say. He's like, but I like the way you're going about it. He told me because you're gonna hit all these different little pockets, and now I, I'm not gonna just get booked for boom-bap festivals. Now I can get booked to perform at a jazz festival. Yeah. Now I can get performed to perform at at a coffee shop or at a wine a winery or yeah. a wedding. I feel or, like
0: or, like you know. doors open more over time. Yeah. If you want that like quick uh, return, then you got to stick with what's working. Yeah. But and, and, and what people already want, but like it's not going to feed your soul and it's also yeah. gonna. it's always going <laughs> to there are always going to be limits there but yeah. um, I th- I think I think it's possible for you to have your balance where you can do enough that satisfies the machine without it stopping or limiting the rest of the art that you create I think I mean you're, you're such a workhorse like, like the amount of content you create and like there you can create multiple types of content like you can drop hypothetically this is an idea i'm like i'm not here to give you a bunch of ideas but (laughs) i'm just saying like you could always do the you know the gangster rap ep instead of a full album and then an ep of this or that you know and just break it apart into smaller projects so you can continue to feed the machine while also creating your other art without it being a whole one year process for a big project that's only this type of sound that you're not liking because you want to go do this i don't know but i i definitely think like whatever it is i think you're you're in process of finding that balance I think that you should definitely do what makes you happy, and I think that you have an, um, you have a charismatic personality for reverie, that I think that like you'll, you definitely won't lose many people. Yeah. I, I think you will continue to have um, a good uh, core of your, of your current audience. And I think honestly, by doing more of what you really want to do, I think your audiences are going to grow like again more pockets yeah. and more pockets and i feel like more pockets over time are going to add up to more than just one source
1: yeah it definitely it definitely has been going like that yeah yeah it's it's been a, it's been great okay so it's been trippy because now i've been changing my sound for like four i think like three four years something like that but now it's really different and um The other day, I posted a video of me rapping over a boom bap beat, okay? And when I first started switching my sound like three, four years ago, People were saying, st- "Oh, why don't you use why don't boom bap sound? I want you to boom bap beat. We only like boom bap. If it's not boom bap, it's trash. You're fake. You're fucking the golden era. Like, you know all the fucking <laughs> hip hop Nazis. Those are the worst fans. The worst fans yeah. are the hip hop Nazi boom bap fans. Okay, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm saying that shit now. Oh, I don't yeah. give a fuck. These people need to know that they're crazy and they're holding artists back. It's <laughs>
0: facts. You're
1: holding your fucking artists back. Yeah. Anyway, so they used to complain, "Oh, we want more boom bap." And luckily i'm pretty sure almost all those fans left thank god um but it was crazy because i posted a boom bap song the other day and uh someone said oh wow reverie i've never heard you rap on a beat like this this is cool and i was like oh shit it's like
0: yeah (laughs) yeah you know like a whole new new audience. yeah Yeah. and it was
1: such a trip to hear that i think
0: like there's gold there there's gold Mm
1: -hmm. there's gold
0: in new audiences
1: yeah Um, it's awesome yeah
0: so i i I fully support you doing all the things that you do. Um, I I love seeing people unchained, Mm -hmm. creating, loving what they're doing. And I think you're so talented that even though it might take, it might be, you know, a transition for people to get used to a different sound or even like, like the cool thing you said too, is like, okay, you did this project and now you're going to do some more gangster rap shit. Yeah, And then you like, you can always go back. Yeah, like the idea that you can only go one direction, and when you go to that direction, you can't come back to this direction. Stupid. Yeah, like it's what? Who crazy. the fuck says that like, you can't do this project and then turn around and do another project that was like a different project that people were used to, and then go and switch to do a- what the fuck? It's do ridiculous. what the fuck you want to do.
1: Yeah, I had some fans, um, fans on my social media saying things like that. Like, oh, it's like she completely gave up on hip hop, and what? Like, I have an <laughs> album, and that's why I called the album "Sometimes I Like to Sing." that's why i call it i wanted it to be witty i wanted it to be like that's right al- almost like backhanded and sassy you know <laughs> like sometimes i like to sing and yeah. so fucking what yeah. you know and it's funny because i'm seeing now like people arguing in the comments about about the new sound and and then some people were like well sometimes she likes to sing like you know like they get it like <laughs> I know.
0: the title alone is the perfect response it is like it's a, it's in the fucking title
1: <laughs> yeah and that's why I called it that. That that that's, title. That's I perfect. love the title. <laughs> no,
0: that's perfect. Perfection. <laughs> yeah. Sick. So you wrap this up. Uh, this dropped um, just recently. It's available yeah. on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Outside of music, outside of of creating, you have a clothing line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Satori Mob.
1: Mm-hmm. This is what I'm wearing and my my hat and yeah, my and
0: sweater. And, and yeah, you got all kinds of purse, stuff
1: now. Even my my pants and my shoelaces. Damn, everything. Yeah, I'm making awesome. a lot now. We're shipping all over the entire world. That's we amazing. Just, yeah. Where I keep saying we're in every continent except Antarctica. So if anybody from Antarctica is watching, hit me up. Send me a DM. <laughs> right. I'm going to send you a package for free.
0: Just so you can say, bang, yes. every continent, motherfucker. <laughs> I need it. It's the only one I'm
1: missing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fucking dope. Yeah, you got to make some like extra thick clothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> That's so fucking dope. Thank um you. When was the transition to like go outside of just reverie merch to make it more fashion and how's that transition been for you because that seems to be like i mean you're very clear about it like designer you you like Mm -hmm. fashion is something that you're super into so like now being able to express yourself in that way how's that been
1: it's been amazing and i started making merch i would say like 10 years ago and everything just said reverie this is a bad example tonight because it says reverie but it doesn't usually say reverie i usually just make satori mob stuff now yeah. um but ev- everything you should just say reverie 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 and it would be like designs i didn't even like it would just be people would whatever people would give me i'll just put it on our shirt yeah. you know and and excuse me i didn't even used to wear my shit because i didn't like it it was ugly and whack you so know why did, I mean?
0: why did you make it
1: because i was broke and i didn't have money to make a design or i mean i did but i didn't think it was a good investment and and i just i don't know i don't know i have but no people, idea why i didn't do it
0: but people would buy it
1: people would buy it yeah, yeah, yeah. people would buy it but okay. they wouldn't buy it like they buy it now you right, know no, no, yeah and like but
0: now that's interesting to hear you say like i made merch you, you didn't even like
1: i hate i literally hated my merch i literally would never wear it and then um as the years went by i did start investing in designs i did start hiring graphic artists to bring my visions to life you oh. know that was like something i ste- was stepping into i would say that was probably like five or six years ago but then four so and then around that same time actually that's when i decided oh i want to make a brand like mm-hmm. actual brand like not just reverie merch i want to yeah. make a clothing line yeah. and so for a couple years literally for like two years i was on the hunt for a name. You know, every name's taken. Right. You know, so it's hard to think of an original name. Yeah. And also, I actually had two other names for brands that actually had logos made and everything. And I just didn't go through with them because it just didn't feel right. And then, I've, originally, my brand was just gonna be like super streetwear, like, oh, fuck, bitches get money, yeah. hustle, you know, like all <laughs> the streets, which I love that shit too. But I just decided that I wanted it to meet mean something more than just street shit. Like kind of like my music, like yeah. there's street shit, but then there's also like a lot of conscious shit and yeah. a lot of, you know? um. So then that's one day I came up with Satori, you know, and I, I was reading the book, the power of now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, and I came across the word Satori and it was like a, like a fucking light bulb went off in my head immediately when i saw the word and then when i figured out what it meant and now that was uh four years ago so now my brand's been around for four years and awesome. we ship all over the world countries i've never even heard of um wow. it's amazing it's yeah, hell fucking yeah. amazing like people are bootlegging my shit in like wow. uh in saudi arabia they're bootlegging satori mob that's That's crazy crazy like it's i can't even get mad like that's (laughs) cool they're bootlegging my (laughs) shit like what the fuck it's like um yeah it's crazy it's um we're uh getting more people wearing satori mob in japan also i'm also getting uh finally people from africa are showing me a lot of love now like a lot of people in morocco and stuff yeah it's Cool, That's like yeah. It's really, it's really been been a blessing. It's become a really an art form for me. Mm. When I first made the brand Satori Mob, I was making it because I knew it was a good business move. You know, all the brand meant something to me. And I had to make sure that it meant something to me. Which, in hindsight, I'm really glad I did have a name that I yeah. that really meant something to me. You know, sure. because after I just made the brand, after making satori mob stuff for a couple years i realized oh wow it actually has become an artistic outlet for me now as well yeah so now all the designs i I see it
0: as like you're (laughs) artistically expressing yourself through the the gear it's not just like oh here's some gear
1: yeah Like,
0: like you're it's an it's also an extension of you
1: it is and my brand looks really different than everybody else's brands you know yeah. and i'm not shitting on anybody else's brands but there's obviously but a lot of certain styles and you know yeah and there's a lot of certain styles that are popular right now and that everybody goes and of course i do some of the hype shit too sometimes with yeah, my own yeah, twist yeah. but in general i definitely have my own look yeah. and that's because i'm not like just trying to pull from a bunch of places i'm trying to pull from inside myself that's and great. i I like being original. Yeah. I like having a certain look. I, yeah. I like that I don't look like every other brand, right. street brand right now, you know? Like, so yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying being a designer i used that's, to do graffiti yeah. i used to do graffiti and I used to get arrested and go to jail <laughs> and got kicked out of school for a fighting you know, over graffiti so to do something positive with my like visual art it's so cool that's awesome it's like the dream having people wearing my
0: name Fuck it, I'm it. <laughs> I'm and bootlegging
1: it, it in saudi arabia <laughs> Damn. it's amazing that's
0: crazy <laughs> music design what do you do when you're not doing those things or is that like all you do
1: that's like all I do. I'm a fucking workaholic. But you know you what? Br- oh, go ahead. This last year, um, now that the year's over, like um, I've been saying it a little bit. I actually worked half as much as I usually do this year, um, and that's because over the past like I don't know, it's been about like five, four or five years I've been grinding heavy, and I work more than anybody I know. But last Thanksgiving, I don't know what happened. I just went to hang out with my family. My mom lives in Seattle. I'm from We're all from LA, but my mom lives up there now. Mm. So when I went to go visit her, I don't know, just like some kind of like switch went off. You know, maybe it was because of COVID. COVID, you know, we, we, we are all realizing like how mortal we really all are mm. and how life is just so uncertain and not yeah. promised for shit. You know, so I feel like that really gave me a lot of different perspective about life and death and about what's important. You know, and also I did start making significantly more money over the past couple of years, so also that has revealed to me that money is not the most important part. M- now I'm using all the money that I'm making to spend more time with my loved ones, to spend more time with my family, to take more vacations, to travel more, to that's do dope. yeah. So I've been working literally half as much as I usually do this whole year. Now it's well, been a whole year. You work a
0: lot, so half of what you normally do is still a lot.
1: It's still a lot. Yeah, yeah. And everyone but- that I tell that to, they're like, "What?
0: <laughs> you work so much?" No, that's. i think i think that's great because yeah you i feel like i was about to ask you like do you get burned out but it sounds like now you're at least having more time to recharge your battery
1: i'm allowing myself more time to charge my battery because i feel like i just worked so hard for so long and i just have different priorities now you know the priority was to Get to a certain level in my career and a certain level in my finances, and I I reach that, and it's not where I want to be the end, but it's like a great comfortable level.
0: You're a you're a a hustler, like to the end. I I feel like so you're always gonna have more and more goals, but like you're at a place where like, oh now I can enjoy some me time.
1: Yeah, so I feel like that's that's what I've been doing the last year, but it's but actually. It, it seems so stupid but yesterday was the first day that i'm like i'm fucking back on my grind like this next year
0: yeah
1: it's fucking mine like this year was my vacation
0: nah, nah, I <laughs> but feel next you.
1: year like I, I mean starting now because now yeah. it's been a whole year that i've been kind of off you know because it's since last thanksgiving yeah so now it's been a year so i'm like okay i have to get back to work now <laughs>
0: nah, i i feel that exactly like i'm a, I'm a workaholic too mm-hmm. i'm a, i'm like oh, there's never a retirement in mind for me ever like I'm gonna grind Same. until I'm dead <laughs> till you know? you die? yeah exactly like, Same if for I, sure. like sometimes I'm like I feel guilty if I like spend half a day doing fun shit because I'm like I need to what am I doing I need to yeah. get back to grinding um but yeah like I mean it, it's essential to recharge the batteries mm-hmm. because then it, it keeps that hunger yeah Like if you just keep going keep going eventually you kind of burn out and it's hard to regain the hunger but like if you're like okay here's a little here's a little break tiny mm-hmm. little break but then it's like let's go fucking kill this shit now yeah. yeah
1: and you know what i guess a lot it really changed too uh within the past year i started reading this book it's called the 4-hour work week
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it basically was talking about being an entrepreneur and it was there was this lesson that i took away from it that really changed my perspective about how i was spending my time because it said if you're an entrepreneur the point is to be different, right? The point is to not have to clock in and out at the same right. job all the time, blah, blah, But if you're just working yourself to death and you're not even taking vacations and stuff, you might as well just be at a nine to five job. Right. Because at least they get a certain time off <laughs> yeah. and they get the weekends off and they get a sure pay and they get insurance yeah. and they get, you know what I mean? Like, so it was like kind of stupid if you're just working, 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 work, work for nothing. And it, and then it said the the point of being an entrepreneur should be to be able to take many breaks in between whenever you want. And I think I kind of took it to the extreme because I don't forgot how many vacations I took this year, (laughs) 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 but you know, I deserve it. I work hard. But anyways, that, that really planted a seed in my head and I was like, holy shit, I'm just living to work instead of working to live, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. that's like, that's another reason why I took all this, this time off this last year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, as as you progress, as you evolve, like, you start finding you start fine tuning your balance more yeah. you start kind of yeah. getting getting a, a, a better ho- like you start mastering that balance i yeah. feel like it sounds like you're 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 in a great place it sounds like and uh it's dope, it's dope. Thank you, you. you deserve all the success you deserve the breaks you deserve the vacations Thank you. and uh I'm, I'm just hyped for everything you've been doing and i'm super hyped to see what you're going to continue to do
1: thank you i appreciate
0: that um i appreciate you coming through yes it's great seeing you
1: yes great having
0: this conversation like i'm like just off this conversation i'm fucking mad hyped right now too i'm like as soon as i get back to my other studio i'm like i'm a ton ton of grind let's go (laughs) all right rev we'll let people know where they can find you
1: cool so you guys can find me uh everywhere just at reverie love i'm on instagram tiktok uh twitter facebook youtube most important youtube and spotify and apple music so all her links will be in the description yeah reverie love um thank you so much for having me
0: good seeing you thank you for you coming too. through thank you guys for watching peace